Hello, this is Tony Campolo speaking to you from across the pond. And the name of the show is From Across the Pond. Uh, we put the show together in the studios of Cabrini University, which sits across the road from Eastern University, where I have taught and been a part of the life of the school for the last 42 years. Uh, Shane Claiborne is usually on the show with me, but uh, Shane uh, is out of commission right now. So I'm doing the show alone, but that's okay because I've got a guest that I think all of you on the other side of the pond know about. And if you don't know about him, you're going to want to know about him. I'm going to be interviewing Jim Wallace, uh, who's uh, written a new book, uh, Christ in Crisis, and uh, uh, Reclaiming Jesus. What an important thing to do in a day and an age when uh, we need to reclaim Jesus because Jesus has been captured by people on the religious right and has been uh, diminished uh, into a, a representative of right-wing politics instead of being a voice for the poor and the oppressed, which he actually was. Jim, welcome to the show. Always a blessing to be with you, Tony, and also with my friends across the pond. Yes, the people on the other side of the pond know you quite well because you married a prominent a clergywoman, uh, tell us about your wife just a bit. I married Joy Carroll, who is the real vicar of Dibley. She was a script consultant for the show and on all the BBC shows. She's always on with Dawn French and the others, and uh, she's a Brit, one of the first women ordained 20 years ago, and uh, grateful that she was willing to come across the pond. And she's now the village priest. Wherever she is, she's a priest. Now, you... You and uh, Joy, who are prominent Christian leaders, uh, have a role that many people don't know about. Uh, you're big time into baseball. Could you, you, you've been a coach. Your, your wife is kind of the commissioner of the Little League uh, program throughout the Washington area. Could you speak just a moment on that before we get into heavy stuff? <laughs> well, my favorite part of my bio is that I was a Little League baseball coach for both my sons, Luke and Jack, for 11 years, 22 seasons. So Luke is now playing college baseball. He loves it, and Jack is going to do that soon. So baseball was a big, is a big part of our lives. We love it. Well, there you go. Uh, Jim, um, things are happening in America that have you concerned. If you had to cite your biggest concern about American politics right now, since you are one of the great political commentators of our time, what would you say? Jim Wallace, what do you got to say about what's going on? More than anything else, what concerns you? Well, Tony and all my good friends uh, in the UK, um, I just finished 20 cities on the road in 30 days in a month on this book tour. <clears throat> and here's, here's what I see. Um, we clearly have been disconnected from Jesus and white Christians in particular, just disconnected. What that means is this. Um, I'm going to be straight and blunt on the show. Uh, we have a president, an accidental president, who because of a number of things got elected when he shouldn't have, but he did. And he's leading this country into an American brand of fascism. That's the word I used, an American brand of fascism. And here's the frightening thing. Most white Christians support him, not just white evangelicals, 
white Catholics, white mainline Protestants, most white Christians are supporting this move to an American brand of fascism and, and uh, white nationalism. So what this means, Tony, is two things. One, this is a test of our very democracy. American democracy is at stake in this next election. Uh, we, I don't think we'll recover from two terms of Donald Trump. Democracy won't survive that. Second, it's a test of faith, a test of faith. In other words, imagine if most of the white Christians support uh, this candidate who will bring an end to democracy here. That means a whole generation of young people will leave the church and faith forever, forever. And so what's at stake here is the test of democracy, the soul of our nation, literally, and the integrity of faith, whether we're going to respond, whether we're going to speak the name of Jesus or not. Did Jesus say what he said? Did he mean what he said? Are we going to apply what he said, or are we going to ignore what Jesus said as we lose our democracy in this country? It's really as stark as that. And be specific. What are some of the things that Jesus says that is that are some of the things that he says that are contradicted by uh, Donald Trump and those religious leaders, those quote unquote Christian leaders who support him without hesitation? What are what are some of the contrasts between Jesus and Donald Trump? Well, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus said we are to love God and love our neighbors. It, when he was asked that question, he was very clear. And then the lawyers who asked him the question said, who is my neighbor? And what this book does, Tony, it takes Jesus' questions, eight big questions that Jesus asked or prompted others to ask, and it exegetes them. What does the text say? Then it applies them. And the lawyer says, who is my neighbor? And Jesus tells the story of the Good Samaritan. And uh, the man who was beaten and robbed laying on the side of the road, people passed him by, and a Samaritan stops and helps him. We all know that story, but the message story is Jesus chooses an, uh, somebody who's an other, who Judeans didn't like, a Samaritan. There were no good Samaritans, according to all Jesus, Jesus' uh, people there. And he helps someone who's other to him, a neighbor, is someone who's different than you. That's what Jesus says, now our neighbors are being targeted. Uh, Jesus says the most important people are the least of these. I was hungry. I was thirsty. I was naked. I was sick. I was a stranger. The word stranger there means immigrant. That's what the word means in the Greek. I was sick. In prison, it was me. And how you treat them is how you treat me. And those people are being targeted. The least of these are being targeted, the marginal, the vulnerable, being targeted. Racial bigotry uh, is anti-Christ. <laughs> so I want to say, I'm being blunt here today, white nationalism, is this presence running on, on white nationalism? White nationalism is anti-Christ. It isn't just racist. It's anti-Christ. Uh, to put, to dehumanize Im immigrants, to put migrant children, to take them from their parents, and put them in cages is not just a lack of compassion, it's anti-Christ. Mm. Demean women, uh, assault and trafficking, this is anti-Christ, not just sexist. So these are issues about following Jesus. And so we're either, we're either going to, and what, what the Rose Rise is doing, 
they're saying, yeah, he's a bad man, but God uses bad men in in the Bible. And when they support us, God uses bad men. This is, this is theologically obscene, what they're doing. And so I want to know if we're willing to have a conversation about Jesus. Let's have a conversation. What did he say? What did he mean? Did he mean it? And how are we, we going to respond? This is... Uh, Every Tony, everything you and I have worked for our whole lives is at stake now in America. Everything, both what kind of country and what kind of church we're going to have. And, and what you and I want to say is, in a crisis, what do you do? You go back to Jesus. This book is a go-back-to-Jesus book. Here are the questions. Who is my neighbor? What is the truth? Uh, who is the greatest? These are the questions we have to ask. And they go right to the heart of our crisis today. If Jesus says, blessed are the meek, one thing you would have to say about Donald Trump, <laughs> he shows no signs of weak, being meek and humble. Uh, he is the most uh, bombastic egotist that I think has ever come down the pike politically. Listen to any one of his speeches. It's about me, 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 my, my, me, me. And it, it, it gets irritating almost to the point of upset. However, our evangelical friends say, if you go to the Bible, you'll find it in the Old Testament, there was, uh, there was Cyrus, this horrible person. But it was Cyrus who was able to be the instrument of God to bring the Jews out of captivity back into their homeland. Uh, He wasn't a good man. Cyrus was not a good man, but he was the chosen instrument of God to save the people of Israel from their demise. And they're saying, so it is with uh, Donald Trump. Uh, He is uh, uh, not necessarily a good man. They're not about to say he's virtuous. They are saying he is the instrument of God. What is your response to that? He's the instrument of God for what? He's an instrument of God for, for ripping migrant children away from their parents. That doesn't make sense. He is pursuing, he is, he, is re, he is making the nation more divisive, more divided. He is dividing us all the time on racial lines. Uh, the, these are not things that are God's purposes. Uh, and so what they're doing is they're supporting him politically, uh, but the agenda of Donald Trump is not the agenda of Jesus. These are not the same agenda. So how do we hold Christians accountable to following Jesus? I want to, Tony, I want to have a, uh, a conversation, a debate with uh, Franklin Graham and Ralph Reed and all the others. What did Jesus say? What did he mean? And why are we ignoring what Jesus said? This is a, this is a, theological issue now. It's a Christological issue now. This, this is how political idolatry, they want access to power. They're the only advisors Donald Trump has on the religious side. He doesn't talk to uh, people in, uh, even, he doesn't even talk to evangelicals who don't believe in him. He never talks to people of color who are people of faith. He doesn't talk to Catholic bishops. He doesn't, he, he, he talks to these prosperity gospel evangelicals and they will do whatever he says or thinks if they have access to power. But this is, this is not, uh, there's nothing biblical about this. And so, for example, uh, you and I both care about issues like abortion. But what you do to re- reduce abortion is you support low-income women with nutrition, health care, 
uh, all kinds of care. Uh, that's not what they're suggesting. Uh, you know, banning abortion, uh, which some on the right want to do, doesn't end abortion. It just puts women in very dangerous corners. I want to save unborn lives. I think unborn lives are part of the vulnerable that we need to protect. Uh, but there, there, there's a real political idolatry going on on the right. And all I want to do is get back to Jesus. What did he say? What did he do? And people don't have to agree with me on anything except let's talk about Jesus. This book is laid out as a study guide now for pastors, how they can use it in their churches. There's videos. There's all kinds of podcasts. I want to, in 2020, I want to have a conversation about Jesus in all of our churches. And pastors don't need to, to sign on to anything. Just let's have a discussion about Jesus. So it's easy to find on Amazon. Sojo.net has a study guide. We want to have in 2020 a conversation about Jesus. What did he say? What did he mean? And are we going to take that seriously? There's a good word for the Red Letter Christians movement. Shane Claiborne, who is now the face of the Red Letter Christians movement, uh, has a T-shirt that he sells when he's on the speaking circuit, and the front of it simply says, what if Jesus really meant what he said? And he contends that the Red Letter Christians movement is uh, a movement of young people mostly, but not just young people, who want to take Jesus seriously. Go to the website, redletterchristians.org, read some of the essays that are there. Some of Jim Wallace's stuff is there. A review of his latest book, Christ in Crisis, is there. Uh, Check us out. Become a Red Letter Christian. There's a place where you can sign on and say, I want to be identified with this group of progressive evangelicals who uh, take Jesus seriously, take the Bible seriously, talk about having a personal relationship with Jesus, but all of this leads them to stand up for the poor, for the oppressed, for the downtrodden. You heard Jim talk about the story of the Good Samaritan. I think in today's language, if Jesus was speaking here and now, he would talk about the story of the Good Muslim, you know, uh, instead of the Good Samaritan. Uh, That's the group that Christians say are the enemy. But uh, these are the things that Jesus wants us to do, to love those who uh, sometimes are being uh, defined in negative terms. Uh, Jim, what do you think is going to happen to to America over the next 10 to 15 years? Well, the nation is terribly polarized right now. And so the question really is, what's our future as a nation? Is there a we? going forward, a we that includes all of us, or whether we will be divided into the us and the them. And Donald Trump is is actively, openly trying to divide us. And so um, these are questions that are deeper than politics. It's about what kind of nation are we going to include all of us, or are we not? And that is not yet clear. So the churches ought to be the ones that help navigate America toward a new future. Our new future, by 2040, Tony, as you know, will no longer be a white majority nation. We'll be a majority of of minorities for the first time. Now, who better than the church to navigate that future for this country? The body of Christ around the world is the most diverse human community on the planet around the world. 
but here we're very racialized. So I think that a new generation is hungry to rise up and not just go back to Jesus, but go forward with Jesus. So I'm talking to young people all the time on the road who are, uh, they're, <laughs> Tony, they tell me they're formerly something, for, formerly Baptist or Catholic or Presbyterian, the largest growing group in the country, religiously by affiliation, is none of the above. They don't want to affiliate with any of us. But the good news is this, Tony, on the road for, for a month in 20 cities, Jesus has survived us Christians. And that's very good news. People who don't want to affiliate with Christians or churches are very excited about who this Jesus is and how radical he was and how he changes everything, our lives, our communities, the world around us. And I'm having wonderful conversations with people who want to not just go back to him, but go forward with Jesus. So how do we go back to Jesus? How do we go forward? That's the conversation we need, need to have in this country is is there really is a danger of civil violence in this nation uh there there's a eddie glaw the wonderful black scholar at princeton says we're already in a cold civil war civil war and that cold civil war could get hot uh and so the anger in the country and remember how well armed uh a lot of angry white men are in this country, oh my. very well armed and so we have a real danger of civil violence ahead. So who are going to be the peacemakers? Peacemakers, Jesus said, are the children of God, not peace lovers, those who stay out of trouble and are against war and all that. Peacemakers, those who enter into conflicts. Good distinction. And are Good distinction. Resolvers. Yeah. Uh, let me uh, uh, again introduce Jim Wallace, who I'm interviewing today. Uh, he is the. Uh, uh, founder of Sojourners Magazine and the Sojourners Community. Uh, those of you on the other side of the pond in the United Kingdom undoubtedly know Sojourners Magazine. I see it all over the place when I travel there. Uh, across the United States, he's well known as uh, one of the progressive voices in the evangelical community, uh, one of those who raises questions about Donald Trump, who argues, as you heard him on this show say, uh, he, he's leading the country in the direction of a Nazi movement. A couple of scholars up at Harvard uh, who are in the political science department have written a book, How, uh, how Democracies Fail, and points out how uh, totalitarianism comes into being, uh, not by uh, military coups, not by the army rising up and taking over the uh, government, but rather through legal means. Hitler uh, came to power through legal means. Mussolini came to power through legal means. And I'm seeing uh, Donald Trump using legal means uh, to coming into power. And I'm afraid for what you have just mentioned. Uh, If Donald Trump loses the election in 2020, I have a feeling that angry white men with their guns will take to the streets and there will be upset all over the place. I'm frightened about that. Have that occurred to you? Yeah, there's a real danger of that. Even some of the religious right leaders that Donald Trump has as his chaplains, Robert Jeffers and others, speak of that danger, uh, the danger of civil war. And I'm not sure who they're speaking about. I hope they're not speaking about their own people. Well, they'll come after you. Constituents. <laughs> but there, there's, a real, there's, a, there's a real danger of the polarization. This is a, 
when the president speaks, um, when he has these rallies, uh, and, and many of his people come out to his rallies, uh, if you watch those rallies, and I'm not suggesting you do, but I sometimes do just for a spiritual discipline to see what's going on, and the way he talks about other people, people who he disagrees with, people who he doesn't like, it's a very, uh, it's not just uncivil, it's very ang- angry, and it's very almost warlike. And the chanting back against people, and and it, 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 when you when you appeal to fear, and then to hate, it leads to violence. So even in these rallies, he speaks of uh, punching people in the face, and who are those press people, and they're dangerous. What he's, it's also true, Tony, that he's undermining. There's a whole chapter in the book about truth. Uh, you know, this president says, oh, there is no truth. What is truth? It's only fake news. Well, that's what Pilate said when he was arguing with Jesus. He said, what is truth? And he washes his hands and crucified Jesus. We hear that from strong men all over the world. They don't want you to believe there's any truth because they want you to listen to their truth. All the time, Trump says, believe me, believe me, believe me. The strong men, would-be strong men, want you to believe their truth. And so Jesus says, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So the truth is central to our freedom. He connects, Jesus does, truth with freedom. So, uh, you know, Donald Trump, who's the greatest? He is wealth, power. Uh, Well, Jesus says, no, the one who will lead will be a servant. No, we'll not lord it over like the Gentiles do. Wealth and power, winning, losing. No, the one in our movement... The one who leads will be a servant. And let me show you what I mean when he washes their feet. Foot washing is Jesus' style of leadership. Compare that to Donald Trump. So time and time again, what Jesus says is so contrary to what Donald Trump is saying and doing every day. So this is not, I want to be clear to people across the pond, this is not Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, left, right. I say don't go left, don't go right, go deeper. Go deeper here. And so if we can get back to Jesus, we can find our way again going forward. And so the book, Christ and Crisis, uh, the subtitle is what? Give me the subtitle. Why We Need to Reclaim Jesus. Why We Need to Reclaim Jesus. Why We Need to Reclaim Jesus. These Harvard sociologists or political scientists uh, that I referred to just a moment ago say, uh, the way democracies fail is that first of all, Uh, The political leaders disparage the press and get people to cease believing in what they read in newspapers. Uh, Well, that's Donald Trump. Uh, Second thing is, uh, they say, uh, he uh, appeals to violence. Uh, That's Donald Trump. Uh, A dictator will always try to have his opponents put in jail. And I hear at these Trump rallies them screaming, lock her up, referring to Hillary Clinton, lock her up. All the characteristics of an emerging dictator seem to be evident, uh, according to these uh, Harvard political scientists in, uh, in our present president. And it's no wonder that you're as frightened and I'm frightened. Uh, we're not talking about saving the Democratic Party. We're talking about saving America from a dictatorship. And uh, we're talking about the maintenance of freedom. Uh, we only have uh, like a minute and a half left. There's undoubtedly something that's on your heart that you want to share with us as we close out the show. Could you share with us? Yeah, I, I have, uh, in, in writing this book, Tony, 
uh, it, it, it brings me back to Jesus, going, going back to what Jesus said, because we all get too caught up in politics and too caught up in current events and what's going on. And people feel heavy laden by this media cycle and this politics. Jesus says, all you who are heavy laden, <laughs> come to me and I will give you rest. It's time to come back to Jesus. And this book is trying to be a practical tool, a resource pastors can use to have their congregations come together. And every chapter is one of Jesus' big questions. What are Jesus' questions and how do we answer them? That's the way back to ask and answer the questions Jesus asks of us. So I'm hopeful. I really am hopeful. People walk away from these gatherings, Tony, and the two words they always tell me is encouragement and hope. I came in feeling discouraged and hopeless, and now I feel encouraged and hopeful. So I want to build on the encouragement and the hope of coming back to Jesus. The new book by Jim Wallace, Christ in Crisis, and uh, Coming Back to Jesus is what it's all about. Uh, He's been our guest. He's the uh, editor of, uh, executive editor of Sojourners Magazine, uh, one of the great political leaders of our time. Thanks for being on the show. Go to the website, redletterchristians.org. Check out Red Letter Christians and sign on and become one of us as we stand up for justice, stand up for democracy, but most of all, stand up for the cause of Christ and his kingdom here on earth. Blessings and thanks for listening. Be sure to come back next week.